0: to digital hospitality i am your host sean walchef this is a cali bbq media production and if you're first time listener to this podcast we are a podcast that talks about the difference between the online world and the offline world we own a barbecue restaurant that is a media company how is that possible that's why we put on this podcast to teach you that you too can become a media company uh, we believe that every business needs to be digital uh, needs to be digital first but every business also needs to be in the hospitality business so even if you are an online business you need to know that there are humans online that are interacting and you need to treat them in a way that sets you apart makes you unique um, and makes you stand out So if you've been listening to the show for a long time, we are grateful um, that you're here. Uh, Every single week, we have a variety of topics that we talk about from, Sports entertainment, to people with media backgrounds, to people that are influencers, to people that run digital marketing agencies, to people that are restaurateurs um, to mayors of cities in Bulgaria, one of our recent podcast episodes. Um, And we also talk about mental health uh, because that's something that isn't talked about in business and we feel that it should be. But today is a great, very exciting episode for us because it gets to the heart of digital hospitality. Um, I came across uh these two co-founders online which is where a lot of connections are made and deeper connections are made. Um today's guests we have Samantha Tradier and Hernan uh Rejario.
1: Yeah. And yeah, they want...
0: are both <laughs> tell me it again, how do you say it?
1: Uh, well is Regiardo. Reciardo. Uh, yeah it's mm-hmm. Italian. It's it's yeah I'm not expected to to be called by the correct pronunciation. That's okay. Reciardo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well yeah, welcome, welcome to Digital Hospitality. You guys are both the co-founders of uh, Mate Society, which is a digital marketing agency, a bilingual digital marketing agency. And there's a lot of digital marketing agencies, but you guys stood out immediately um, when I saw the content that you were putting out uh, both on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And then I went to your website and you can tell the heart of who people are online, which is something that we hoped that resonates with people that listen to the podcast, is the world that we live in, the things that we're compelled to share, the things that we're compelled to buy—you've um, you've, you've, got to get to the heart. And I think um, the thing that excited me the most was how you guys were presenting online and what you were doing for your clients. So, welcome to the show. I'm grateful to have you. Uh, I want to—I want to get a little bit of the background of your your digital journey because each person, I think one of the one of the important things that I do as a host is demystify the internet. Um, make, make it less complicated when we start to talk about search engine optimization and Google AdWords and mobile-first websites and you know coding language. Everybody in whatever niche you're in, if you're in barbecue, you have a language that you speak. If you're in restaurants, you speak a certain language. If you're a software company, you speak a certain language. And it's my job as a host to remember that even though our specialty is barbecue and media, I still need to break it down to the basics, And when you Mm -hmm. get down to the basics, you're talking about digital storytelling. Mm -hmm. You're talking about audio, video, images and written words Um, and how you produce them, how you create them, how you share them, all the strategies that go into that. And, you know, I think we'll we'll start with Samantha, I guess. When when did you get this digital bug to understand that this is the world that we're living in, but also you can start studying this and possibly make a career out of it?
2: Yeah, so. I went to college originally just for business. And when I was looking at what area I wanted to go into, obviously, I grew up with a phone in my hand with all online. So I kind of knew that that's where it was going. Obviously, I saw some of the growth of it. And in college, they had this major that was a combination of business and coding. It was more for those extroverted people that wanted to be the intermediary between the coders and the business strategy. So you learn what the coders do and then you interpret it to display it to the business. And when I learned about the major, I learned that it's growing at 80%. There was gonna be a million jobs per year increase in IT. And so I was like, this is perfect. This is lots of opportunity. Um, and I liked the futuristic aspect of learning about artificial intelligence and coding and I just saw a lot of potential in that so that's why I decided to switch my major from just business to management information systems and then to go into transfer into the digital marketing agency I just graduated college in May actually this mm-hmm. year and um, met Hernan and we started the agency um, after I got laid off from my IT job, just I wasn't happy in that. And I knew that digital marketing is just so much more fun and creative and was something that I was more interested in doing rather than um, strict coding day in, day out.
0: What, what about the IT job that didn't invoke that same passion when you switched your major?
2: Um, it was surprising because it was a lot more computer focused than I thought. I thought it would be more talking to people, talking strategy, talking to coders, talking to business people, but it was that um, really computer-centric job that they would give you some data to crunch and send you away, Hmm. Um, and only the upper-level managers kind of got to have those conversations that I brought me to the want to do that major.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I think one of the things, the more that we do consulting for other businesses is starting to understand who's talking to each other in each different type of company, whether you're a small business, single unit business, multi-level business, you know, or a huge publicly traded company, it's, you know, are the marketing and the sales talking to each other, are the engineers, the people that are producing the products, because only through those conversations, do you start to understand pain points in Mm -hmm. different areas that you can actually hone in on a pain point and actually make that incredible marketing opportunity. Yeah. Um, Did you have any professors that kind of stood out to you or that, that taught you something that you still use today and think about?
2: I definitely, the first person that comes to mind is my digital marketing professor. He had us um, it was actually called e-commerce. He had us build a website, um, an e-commerce website and talk about the different ways to market it, how to market it through social media, how he did a little week on SEO and, I loved that class, and so that kind of transferred into now, and seems to obviously is what I'm doing the most now. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately I don't remember his name, but that class was only brought to my university in the past two years.
0: Yeah, so, so I would think. argue is probably the most important classes that they start teaching moving forward.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, that 80% statistic. It's something that you know when Jeff when Jeff Bezos learned about how many people were coming online. That's That was his push to start an online bookstore that we all know is Amazon. Yeah, um, The amount of people that are coming online, we cannot underestimate. Um, yeah. I think for me, as somebody that lives in the barbecue space and the restaurant space, and now I do a lot of stuff in media and marketing, um, it's just interesting to have the conversation because so many people aren't even thinking about they know that they need to be on digital they know that they need to have a website they know that they need to be doing social but they don't understand the long lasting impacts that they need to start today it's not it's yeah. not like you know oh we're going to do that into the future once coronavirus is gone it's no we need to address this now and yeah. if we don't know how to do it we need to find people like you guys that can help them you know really clarify their message
2: yeah. And tell their story. And we think we talk all the time that a lot of it is just about putting content out there, more content, more content, because it doesn't have to be perfect, but the more you put out there, the more you're going to get from it. So rather than spending so much time worrying, which is what a lot of people do is they have so much fear that they're not going to do the right thing on social. It's like, no there is no right thing. You just have to put it out there and keep putting it out there and be consistent.
0: That's a great point.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And also, uh,
1: you know, people is kind of afraid, like, oh, OK, you know, or or is not realizing the opportunity or they realize the opportunity. That happens a lot that they realize the opportunity, but they think they're late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also thing As like, you know, always the best moment to do things is yesterday. And the second best moment is today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, that's always. And people think a, lo- a lot of people think they are late. It's like, OK, this Juice brand—they have already 200,000 followers, and they have 10,000 likes in every photo. And all the influencers are working with them. But yeah, you know, like that question—it's over and over. In 10 years, gonna happen the same. But people starting now—they're gonna have a lot of following or a lot of a lot of reach. And people in 10 years, they will think that today was the best opportunity. You know, so you have to realize that—that you know—that's a circle, and it's always gonna be a good time to start. Uh, And, yeah, just don't be afraid, you know, just saying the truth. And I think that too many people also lose a lot of time in trying to find a way of of saying it perfectly. And, you know, it's not needed. You just have to say what you believe and what you're doing.
2: Yeah, that's all. And be real and authentic Yeah. and vulnerable.
0: When uh, vulnerability is huge, it's something that isn't discussed as much as it should be because it goes to the fear the fear of yeah. perfection. Um, you know, we see Instagram and you see a perfect feed or you see a website. And one of the things early on, when we first started our restaurant in 2008, I made sure that we never had any stock photos. I didn't want stock photos of a burger or wings or barbecue because it didn't represent what somebody would actually eat when they came into our restaurant. Yeah. It was yeah. my job to learn how to take better photos. And publish those photos, but those were the photos that were gonna live online. Yeah. Um Hernan, tell me tell me a little bit about your background. because um, I'm I'm curious, you, you said your family's name is it's an Italian name, but where did you grow up?
1: So I'm um, well I can tell you from the beginning of this story. I'm I'm from Argentina. I was born in Argentina. Um, Amazing. a family of European immigrants, like all Argentinians. Um, and yeah, I was I was raised in a countryside so you know barbecue also is a thing for yes me, you know? <laughs> <Barbecue's> <laughs>
0: global, it's a global thing for sure
1: yeah so um, uh yeah so i was raised with this home feeling you know countryside and she's actually also from countryside so we connect a lot in that sense that uh, that family way to work and that honestly to to work together and my father have a hardware store So I worked since I was a kid there, helping him around and and getting to know customer service from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to the city to study marketing and business. So I studied in the city of Rosario, which is a pretty big city in Argentina. I studied business and marketing. Then. I moved to, I started traveling around the world, uh, mostly for surfing because I love surfing. So I was just mm-hmm. traveling around trying to, to find good waves. And that's great. And I, yeah, I get across. I, the I,
0: beach I searched, you were searching online for places that had, that had the best waves? Is that how yeah, you were yeah, find sure. it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And that moment, you know, the reading blogs was like a thing. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the traveling blogs were, were blowing out. And
0: around what year? What year are we
1: talking about? That was like, uh, six years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, 2014, you know, when the, all the travel blocks started to blow and and I, I felt really inspired by that. and I started traveling and well, I came across, I came across Indonesia and I arrived in Indonesia just to surf and just to, you know, to have fun. and I just get to know a, a Moroccan guy who was owning two restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I, I was doing photos as well of my trips, just doing photos because I liked it. Documenting my camera
0: or We're you using your... Yeah, yeah,
1: with the camera, with the, camera. With the cheap camera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was the cheapest DSLR that you can get. And I feel like with that camera, you can do everything. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing that, I, I came across this guy and he owns two restaurants and really cool. One Moroccan restaurant and another burger joint that was just open. And, you know, I was working for him just to exchange in exchange of food and and, and house,
2: there you go. creating
1: content for him. Yeah. Yes. And I started like that. And then this guy was like, OK, you know, since you use solid, and he opened a couple of other concepts and I helped them to create. And we started to creating concepts and, and opening restaurants in, in Indonesia. So it super fun. It was an incredible experience. I didn't have any experience in hospitality before. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, that was in Indonesia. I lived like three years there. Um and then I was kind of like, okay, I just feel like I need to, to try something else, you know. I feel like I did it. And I moved to Europe. I lived sometime in Sweden mm-hmm. and sometime in Germany, in Berlin, like a re- a year between these two places. Yeah. And then this guy, the same guy from Indonesia, came back to me and say, "Hey, I want to open three more concepts this year. Come to Indonesia." I went back to Indonesia after after Europe. We start creating three new concepts. Uh, it was crazy because we have the idea of of creating three new restaurant concepts in like three months. It was crazy.
0: Well, that's happening right now with ghost kitchens and virtual restaurants. There are many. Independent restaurant operators. There's many hoteliers. There's many yeah. people that are understanding that the the whole landscape of costs that it takes to open up a restaurant are reduced significantly if you open up a ghost kitchen. So actually, yeah. brand building and concept building is 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 a great is a great uh, place to be in. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we were working a lot, and then COVID happened. And you know Indonesia closed borders and everything went down. And I was like, okay. Um, You know, I met Sam also in Indonesia. She was traveling there solo, and and we met there. And I have this agency which is made society that actually made. I don't know if you know. It's a it's a drink from Argentina, mate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone knows here because it's yerba mate is a drink here, very very popular. And it's actually from from a leaves in Argentina. We drink it uh, in a cup with a straw, sharing between everyone. And the name came because of that um, of working together, of, of family, of of sharing, you know, uh, all having the same um, power of opinion, you know, like a like a group of friends.
2: Yeah.
1: So that was the name of the company. The company we started uh around 2018 I started by myself and with my graphic design teacher mm-hmm. oh nice yeah like that. so, yeah that's so, gonna hap-
0: that's gonna happen a lot more than people realize that professors and business teachers the amount yeah. of business that can happen because of this digital connection where somebody inspires you but then they become your coach your mentor and then, then a business idea turns into a partnership
1: yeah so what the last time that i was living in indonesia my time in europe we have this this agency with him you know he he's he's 10 years older than me and he have already one advertising agency very very famous in argentina working for clients nike espn big clients Mm -hmm. so it was like a good combo with me you know some fresh view from me i am a bit more digital orientated and he was very you know uh design
2: orientated
1: yeah yeah brand brand design oriented so we started i was doing that on on the side always uh with my full-time jobs and then whenever when happened this COVID thing i was like okay what we're gonna do she was gonna move to indonesia and then we we didn't really know what to do i was like okay i'm just gonna go to the us and and we we started full-time with this uh yeah, that was, like, pretty much my story until yeah, that's now. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. Well, you, you had you had enough of an impact to impress me with the work and the stories that you're doing to um, oh have yeah. you on, which says, it says a lot, and I, I think it's very powerful, and I hope that the, the listeners understand how early we are. Um, we don't know what we don't know, and there's so much different opportunity that, you know, there's – public relations companies, there's digital marketing agencies, there's social media agencies, There's are content creation agencies. Every single person, every single person that's working for these companies, the founders, the lead, like we all have to continually learn every single day and improve so that we can make better content for our clients as well as for ourselves, as well as for the industry. Yeah. It, it's complicated. It's complicated from the outside. It's complicated from the inside. But then when you get it down to the basics of what you're doing, which you guys have done a great job of, is you're, you're telling the story of the brand. And that's mm-hmm. the story of the heart. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the advice that you give to clients when, they, when you start working with them as far as how they're presented physically, but how, what, what your vision is for how, how they should be presented online?
2: Yeah, I think one way we start with that is um, trying to learn as much as we can from their digital presence. And then when we meet with them, we ask all of these questions. Here's what we interpreted from your digital presence. Is this what you're trying to get across? And really get into the heart and the soul of the brand. And a lot of times it seems that um, founders... Really, obviously, feel passionate about their brand, but they have a hard time getting that to come across, or anyone has that problem. And so, when once we talk to them, we really get the feel and the um, energy and the voice from the founder and the brand, and then reflect it back to them if that's what they would like us to share online.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way I for me, I feel like our approach is very. Um, It's very honest you know we don't we we don't try to complicate too much stuff we try to to get the the message that they want to that they want to share as simple as possible and Mm -hmm. and put it down into easy words you know no one wants to no one wants to guess things you know yeah so it's like you just put it in a simple way and here it is you know i also never work in 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 a corporate job so that helps me a little bit of like being like easygoing and and yeah, and having that contrast with her that she knows what what is to be to to write an email formally. You know, I don't know how to write an email in <laughs> a formal way. <laughs> so so I think that's that's also good to to consider all the all the possibilities and just put down a simple message, and and yeah, feel like uh, express what you want to say in a simple way. I think that's that's the thing.
2: Yeah, and none always makes for every brand brand guidelines with like the we go over the proper logos with the client and five words to describe the brand so that we all know, um, it's not the mission. It's not the vision, but it's just five words that we're all going to keep in mind every day when we reflect the voice of the brand and every graphic design, everything we do. Yeah. And so we just try to keep that, um, always reflected so that, People hopefully think the same five words when they think of that brand.
1: Yeah, I think it, it comes back as also self awareness. It's like, okay, you open a, a barbecue restaurant, make sure that you like barbecue and you just don't do it just because of the money. You know? And then if, if if you if you if you know yourself enough, you can I feel like you can be honest and you can know how to how to talk to people. Um I think that's the greatest asset you're gonna have
0: what kind of strategies do you advise clients or help clients with on Instagram specifically?
1: I think it turns out like the, the most important thing is being consistent. And, and consistent as far quality. as posting
0: schedule or consistent yeah. as far as yeah. photos? In,
1: consistent in, in visually, yes, it's very important. I feel it's very important, but the most important thing is just being consistent for whatever you have. If you don't have any budget and you just have a phone, just document everything, just to, do, I don't know, make TikTok videos on how you cook your steak or you know, I think that's that's the most important number one thing is like just be present, you know. Now if you're not present in in online
2: you know yeah. anywhere that's something our nun always says to me is we a lot of clients worry about the algorithm what time to post um <laughs> when to post like super specific things and our nun was someone that always said to me like screw the algorithm just post just post good quality content and people will like it it doesn't matter if it's 9 a.m or 9 p.m as long as it's quality content they're gonna like it and they're gonna see the next one so yeah. that's something that we always try to reflect to our clients that posting at 9am or 10am isn't going to be the difference between life or death. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to put the quality out there, show the vision, show the voice. And that's the most important.
1: Yeah. I think that that's a, that's that's our that's big advice. a yeah. it, it is important, you know, like these hashtag things and, and, and posting times, it is very important, but yeah, it have a limit, you know,
0: But ultimately ultimately at the end of the day, the most important thing is establishing the habit, in my opinion. And it's that that daily habit and that daily dedication to, you know, whether you're doing it yourself or you're working with a team is to that collaborative effort, you know, like we talked about before, the marketing, not talking to the sales or not talking to the CEO, not talking to the engineers. It's how do we create an environment where there's a feedback loop? You know, there's a proper channel so that. If something is coming up, you know, I can't tell you how many different times we've talked to clients or people that run companies and they participate in conferences before COVID and they have marketing departments, they have social, they have somebody that they're paying for social, but they're not at those conferences. Yeah. What's happening? Why, why aren't you covering the conference that you're paying, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to sponsor or to have a booth or to have people attend Like if the information is valuable enough to send your top executives, don't you think you should be recording that in some way, participating with the people that are on stage that have brands that have influence that, you know, possibly could do some collaborative work with your business.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, yeah, we're in a really good moment for, for, for small businesses. You know, you don't have anyone in the middle between your phone and the people, mm-hmm. it's literally between the phone and the people. So we're in a great moment that you can have the same opportunities as, I don't know, as a big chain or mm-hmm. as a big franchise. You know, with a dollar in Instagram, you can reach seven hundred people, five hundred people with yeah. one dollar. You know, yeah. that opportunity is like it's crazy. You know, and and people still don't realize that and and ads are very important you know it feels like oh i don't want to pay in instagram ads you know but yeah
2: or you can have any budget and that's another thing that we always try to reflect to our clients is that whatever your budget is for social instagram can work with any budget you can grow your instagram with any budget you can grow instagram for free as long as you're engaging with your customers and producing consistent quality content so it's not expensive It's just uh, it needs to be thoughtful, but also just needs to be you just need to keep going at it no matter what. Fail and keep going and learn from your mistakes. And thankfully, Instagram has insights so you can just learn from what you posted and what your people are liking and post more of what they're liking.
1: Yeah. Just just be a little bit thoughtful in what what you post if it's working on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And also now, like uh, what I said just before that we in a great moment, I feel like it's going to get more and more and more expensive. Yeah. Uh, Instagram ads, Facebook ads. So I feel like it's a good moment to know where is your people, if he's in Facebook, if he's in, uh, in Instagram or if he's in TikTok and, and put and and spend money on it, and like invest some money on it, because you know when when the TV is gonna be dead in a couple of years, and all that companies are gonna stop putting money on the TV, and yep. they're gonna put all that huge budgets in Instagram, and yep. it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be impossible again. So we're still in a in a huge advantage the moment that we live in. I think.
0: What do you see on the global side? I mean, I'm I'm fascinated with the bilingual agency. Um, especially because we're here in San Diego and we know how important our Hispanic community is. Uh, We also know how incredible Google is and all these um, abilities to translate languages um, are coming at speeds that we don't even understand. Um, So that now that we're producing a podcast that can literally be listened to in Indonesia or Bulgaria or... Argentina in whatever native language. And when somebody is searching for that type of content in Apple podcasts or Spotify, um, this content can come up. And that's something that I, I, it's hard to explain. It's hard to wrap our head around, but it's also interesting for me to have the conversation with with people like you that actually travel the world that have conversations with other businesses in different parts of the world, because, it's not just an America thing where offline versus online, how do we blend those two? Am I buying in that there is actually a a Model T Ford and that there's not gonna be horse carriages? Or am I pretending that we're always gonna have horse carriages? Like once you understand that the Model T Ford is here and that roads are gonna start getting built and highways are gonna get built and more cars are gonna get built, then you can get rid of the attitude that, well, I want, it's nice for me to ride in a horse carriage. And I use that analogy just because like this is a global shift that's happened before. I mean, this is way before COVID, you know, this has happened the last 20 years going from, you know, the internet to mobile first to apps to, you know, to where we are now there's all these, there's all, we're, we're building on the backs of giants you know all these incredible companies have come, but now that's the opportunity for small business owners, for creatives, for people that are writers, for people that take photos, for people that do video business business this is what businesses need. I mean, that's why we say that we're a media company because we are. We're producing yeah. media content what what do you see in different parts of the world as far as the are they embracing the smartphone as the greatest tool that's ever been invented in our lives, probably ever um, or, is it more kind of the same as it is here in the United States where there's people that are playing the game within the game. And then there's people that are pretending that even though they're on their phone all the time, their wife is on the phone all the time, their kids are on the phone all the time, that their business doesn't need to be on all those different apps that their family is on. What, what, what is your perspective on that?
1: No, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Globally is, is being taken in that way. You know um, it's, it's very positive. In that way, like the whole world is changing, it's shifting, and there's no way to change that. You know, mm-hmm. there's not much difference between the countries. I feel like there's some difference within within the apps that they're using or not. Uh, but pretty much the shift is in the whole world, and I feel like, you know, it's it's not too hard. It's not too hard to 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 find a way of communicate what you want to say, uh, because it's uh it's it's. It's who we are, you know, it's the way that we are communicating by by our personal Instagram as well. You know, it's like, okay, I put this in my personal Instagram, but I put how how the kitchen is a little dirty in my personal Instagram, but then in 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 the Instagram of the business, you know, I have to have everything clean and I have to have a guy with a huge strobe in the back, yeah uh, paying a ten thousand dollar shoot just to get the photo of one burger mm-hmm. and that's not, you know? So I feel like that shift is also very important is like um, being low impact in everything that you do. Uh, I don't know if I'm going out of subject here.
0: No, that's, I think that's, it's very important. And we talk about it, but content creation, if people buy into content creation, if they go, yes, I believe that videos are good for my business. And I believe that having videos on different platforms is good in A traditional business owner's mind, they think I have to hire a film production company and that's going to cost me $10,000, $25,000 and it's going to be a seven hour shoot or a two day shoot and it's going to be a huge inconvenience to my business and once it's done, it's done and I'm going to feel like I never want to do it again. It's the same way we build a website. You build a website, it's a pain in the ass, you build it and then you're like, okay, I'm done. Well, actually, no, the website is a living, breathing e-commerce site that's telling the story of your brand. You yeah. need to do it every day. It needs to be alive and inviting the customer the same way that I'm going to pay for a hostess to be at the front of my restaurant to welcome somebody. Because if there's no hostess there, if there's no hostess online or nobody responds, do you think they're going to
1: come back?
2: No, exactly.
1: No. no. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes it to us that... <laughs> we go to, let's say we have an outdoor shoot and it's a lifestyle shoot and we arrive here and I just arrive with the, my little bag with the camera and two lenses. Yeah. And people is like, it happened to us once. Yeah. Like this a client call us, the, the manager that was not even in the shoot called us. is like, hey guys, like what's up? You didn't bring any lighting, any, <laughs> like, uh I mean, I do photography since years. Um, yeah. not needed in most of the time you know like people think that you need huge equipment to actually create content and it's actually guys look content is disposable right now just use the content create the content fast because tomorrow that menu you don't know which pandemic is going to have happen or what uh, political situation is going to be so you don't know if you have to change the menu or not so it's like you have that menu today just post it you know and i I think that
0: yeah, that's very important. Speed, speed is very important. And I think it gets overlooked with, you know, especially that's the hesitation that people have to start investing is mm-hmm. it's more important to invest in the team that you're going to have that's going to help you execute yeah. on a regular content cycle mm-hmm. that you're always pumping out. And that content, as you guys know, and as we know, just because it's an image or it's text or it's a video, you have the native file, you have the actual original file, and you post it natively in different platforms because you, that's how you repurpose content.:
1: Yeah. yeah, we have that approach. We have that approach as fast and, and we understand that the content today it's sad, it's sad because I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, before being a, a content creator for, for business, I'm a photographer my, myself. I like yeah. for because I love that, and and it's sad for me because you know I I post a photo that I th- I think it's amazing, and in one after one day, it's gone. You know, no yeah. one sees it again. So it's sad in that way, but we have to understand and we have to adapt to that. That's the reality of the moment, and and content is is possible, and we have to create it. You know, you don't need to. That's our approach. That that's our main approach is just like, create content fast yeah yeah
2: because it's funny a lot of our clients when we talk to them and we say that we're going to deliver the photos within 48 hours after the shoot and they're always super surprised oh isn't it going to take two weeks a few weeks and we're like no you this content needs to be posted now you um a lot of the times they come to us because they're out of content and it's like, well, you can't wait two weeks. You have to post this as soon as possible. And if this is what you're featuring, you need to get it out there so that people can see it. And like you said, you can always repurpose it on different platforms. And that's what we feel like it's important to just have a lot fast content because on Instagram, you can only post the same photo once. So Mm -hmm. it's just important to keep, keep creating, keep, Letting your voice be heard,
1: yeah, and you know the old, like you said, these long hour shoots and mm-hmm. the whole you have to almost close your restaurant to do a shoot. you know, we don't believe in that. We yeah. don't do that we don't like to do that as well. That's why you know, I feel I feel like we are part of this uh, world that we live in right now, and one wants to spend seven hours straight shooting food, you know? Yeah. And we also don't want that am we feel like it's not the best. We we like to divide the shoots, two hour shoot super low impact, you know, no just be invisible in the restaurant. Um and just create it, do it fast, do it in a good quality, of course. When lights are needed, we use them when they are not needed, we don't use them now with Photoshop and Lightroom, you can do magic, you know, you don't need much you don't need five straws to, to, to shoot a burger. So I feel like that's uh, the future, you know.
0: What kind of advice would you give to somebody that wants to start taking phone uh, photos on their phone, like yeah, on, their, on their iPhone, just as from a creative, from, from composition style, just what advice would you give to a business owner that says, okay, I buy in, I'm going to start using my phone. Yeah. I'm going to start actually creating content. How do I start taking better iPhone photos?
1: I think it's um, to start taking better iPhone photos. I think it's it's just about lo- looking what it's what it's good. You have to look a ton. You have to like okay, let's go to this the, the top ten restaurants that I most love.
2: Get uh, inspiration.
1: Get inspiration. It's like okay, they're shooting like that. They are using what they using in the background. If my food is dark, do I sh- should I use? light or dark yeah should i lose light to to have some contrast so you know little things that you have to realize and you make make yourself some notes
2: i Um, think one thing also that we see a lot of companies having problems with is they make the feed very very busy where it doesn't seem like the food is the main thing because there's so much going on in the background. And what we personally love is when it's really clean and you look at a feed and it's just super visually appealing. And, um, you know, just the food with a clean background or some plants or some very clean photo is just what we always are striving to do because it's just so nice to look at.
1: Yeah. And also there is something that at the moment in, um, not many people follow restaurant pages, you know, you don't, you don't really like normal people don't really like we follow restaurant pages because we like to see what other people is doing and to learn. Mm -hmm. But normal people like, okay, what, what's that place? Let's see the Instagram, how it looks. Oh, wow. It looks amazing. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and people think that, oh, I don't have followers, but no, you have a count in the insights that says how many people viewed your profile in the last week. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: that's what's important. You know, how many people... It's in Google looking for you. How many people is in Instagram entering your profile? It's, it's okay if you don't have many followers, you know? Mm-hmm. is that when you enter a profile and you see that that's your menu, you know?
2: And we always think it's important to be realistic because every photo doesn't need to be perfect. People will know that it's super propped up. You don't want them to see a photo and come to the restaurant and it's not the same thing. So yeah. it's not always about being perfect. It's just about showing what you have and getting it out there that is ultimately the most important. Yeah, Just creating that profile.
1: That's what we're a little bit against, this big production of photos, because everyone knows that McDonald's burger don't look like that when you go to eat one.
0: Correct, <laughs> no? and I love McDonald's. I just know that those, those photos are the things that I always push back against, was seeing something that was overly produced and knowing that that's not what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or you imagine that your place is really expensive Mm-hmm. Like people think, oh, wow, that that would be very expensive. Or they go to your restaurant and they feel like it's a scam because your burger doesn't look the same as mm-hmm. the photo. So I feel like being an is number one, yeah. What
0: kind of uh, challenges do you have um, running your agency and scaling? Um, what kind of challenges with... Because it, it's difficult to sign clients, um, but when you do sign clients and they see the work that you do, they realize how valuable you are. Enough that they're gonna fly you across the world to come back to Indonesia to, you know, build more restaurants. I mean, that, that speaks, high I mean, there's no better testament than that, um, knowing when a restaurant owner buys into somebody that um, becomes the heart and soul. Uh, you, you talk about soul in your, uh, on your website. Um, what, what kind of challenges do you have um, scaling your type of business?
1: I think I, I, was, I was raised in a family business so I feel like I always have that approach, and I always, I I never want my company to become, you know, uh, corporate. Yeah, corporate or outside of me. You know, I like to have touch in everything that I that that I do, and and she thinks in the same way. Um, so I feel I feel like that's the most I think, important. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think that's also our greatest difficulty with scaling is because putting trust in other people. This is our heart and soul and our baby, you know, it's, we care so much. So for us to give that trust to other photographers or to other people is definitely something that we're working on and prevents us from scaling but we know it's necessary to scale. So.
1: Yeah, and we, and we, I feel like all businesses we work in this way. We just like, uh, we have a very small core. Uh we we just three people. It's uh it's Sam, um, it's Horacio, graphic design, and it's me. And and then we scale up a scale down, depends if it's necessary or not. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the way that the world is gonna be in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not having employees and have working always with freelancers. It's yeah, like, sure. okay, I need that, I know this guy. Boom. Yeah. You know, we do that. We have a, a ton of collaborators all over the world. That's mm-hmm. why. Also we talk about different perspectives and, and, mm-hmm. and or or what you said before about bilingual being bilingual. you say just having two different perspectives or even more? It's like okay, I need to write uh I need to write captions for this barbecue place. Okay. It's like let's call this guy from Argentina He's sick about barbecues, you know, yep. or, or you, yep. you know.
0: So it's like having also this- it's also a different language too. When you get into a niche like barbecue, there's we speak the same language, but it's different type of style of barbecue for an Argentinian barbecue restaurant. Right. Somebody searching for Argentinian barbecue is different than if they're searching for California style barbecue, mm-hmm. as opposed to Texas barbecue. I mean, just just those subtle differences will set you apart. But if you're willing to go that deep. And I think what you said is very important. It's that, you know, it's not always about scaling. I mean, I think that we're living in a world where you can build what you want to build and almost to the point where you're selecting your clients. Like you're not picking clients that don't, believe in the same core values that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to start to come to you. It's a law of attraction. They're going to come (laughs) to you and they're going to pay you more money and you'll have less clients as opposed to the way that we used to scale, which is how a law firm is built or how a typical agency is built is you have the founders that are the strategist and that do everything. And then you hire somebody else. And as, as these layers of, of team goes, the creative side goes and then the soul goes and you go, well, what happened? We have all these clients, and so we're not we are not even making any more money. We have more problems.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's also the problem of big agencies, you know that like they are dying because you know they are too big. They became too big, and and they have a ton of people to pay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, you ask for a budget to make your brand, and they say, "Yeah, it's five thousand dollar men and mm-hmm. you go from five k to fifteen k, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So no one asks them anymore. And everyone is kind of scared of marketing agencies because they're huge. They become huge. So I think that the future now you can make a logo in, in fiber for $5, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like I think the future is freelancer. The future is diverse and the future is flexible.
2: Yeah. That's something we always work with is, yeah, pulling in where we need collaborators and freelancers and that's definitely the way to work, like he said, rather than hiring a bunch of people. Nowadays, everyone's working online anyways, so you might as well pick the best person for that project that you know, no matter where they live, especially if they're from a different culture or language, because they'll provide completely new perspectives and ideas, whereas sometimes agencies can get that groupthink where... They just keep doing the same thing over and over and then they die so you need to just bring in new ideas new perspectives embrace new ideas always so that you can continue to grow and evolve
0: yeah no i think that's uh that's great advice and it goes you know we believe a rising tide lifts all ships and one of my my, my best friend my best man uh jack he he actually told me about a uh, about a year ago sean do you know what the difference between a ship and a boat is because there's also a rising tide lifts all boats. That's like both of those quotes are often frequently used. And I said, no, I don't know the difference between a, a ship and a boat. He said, well, a boat can fit inside of a ship. So a ship is actually bigger. And we've always said a rising tide lifts all ships. And what we need now is we need other ships. So we need other thought leaders. That are in digital, that are in media production, that are in photography, that are in video, that are podcasting, that are in barbecue, that are in hospitality, that are in thought leadership, because those are the ships that are going to help all the other boats, but they're also the ships that are going to help rise the tide. So we're going to have conversations like this where I feel a connection with you guys and the work that you're doing. I know my team Stover and Ian will, and I know our listeners will. And then when we think of something, it's not oh well somebody else has an agency and that's a competing agency why are you having them on the podcast no i want i want to talk to the best thought leaders and hear their heart i want to hear their heart i, I see the work that they're doing and i'm compelled by the work that they're doing and other people will find them and yeah. we'll be able to do some really great work moving forward yeah
2: exactly Amazing. yeah that sounds really that
0: as well <laughs> Well, uh, we're super grateful to have you guys share your story. On how can people best find uh, the work that you guys are doing?
2: You can find us on Instagram at, at workbymate. It's work by M A T E, or matesociety.com.
0: Matesociety.com. You guys um, are phenomenal. I know that you're, I mean, the work that you've already done and the work that you're going to continue to do, um, I can feel, I can feel your spirit. I know um I know that the world is lucky to have you and the businesses are lucky to have you because it's ultimately what we're doing is we're, we're we're speaking a universal language and we're trying to get people that love what they do a small business owner any business owner any founder like we started with a reason like he she started with a reason it was a family business what how it grew where it got to but ultimately you want to have an impact and that impact has to happen online now. So you need people that can help you share your digital storytelling in a way that is compelling on all those different platforms. And the only way to do that is to ask for help. Exactly. um, I know more people are going to start reaching out to you guys.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you
1: so much. It was so good. And and you also have a simplicity of explaining things and a clarity that, that helps a lot. Also, it's good for us to talk out and and talk to you and and see what's your questions. And so it's a good reference for us. And it's amazing. All the content you 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 putting out is it's amazing and and the dedication. So we're very grateful as well for that for the opportunity.
0: I appreciate I I hope that it inspires you guys to start your own podcast because audio story storytelling, which now can be done in video, it's it becomes a masterclass for me to go and chase the thought leaders that I'm compelled by the people that um, I respect, no matter what their background is so that I can hopefully help the people that listen to this podcast, the people that run businesses, that want to do great things. Um, You know, as a single unit barbecue restaurant, what we've been able to do, it's I have to pinch myself and I have to remind myself of, you know, where we are and what we're getting to do but nonetheless like it, it's therapeutic for me too i, I learn i learned from every single guest that we have on you guys taught me so much today and i'm grateful for that so
1: yeah thank you so much i have a question regarding podcast yeah it's, what do you think it is uh this new tendency of creating short podcasts like five minutes even 10 minute podcast what do you what do you feel about that
0: I say, yes, my answer is yes to all content creation. So whatever someone's compelled by back to what you said about algorithms, there's a hack to get listeners. There's a hack to get more followers. There's a hack to get more subscribers. Ultimately you have to have compelling content that's consistent. And that compelling content is audio, video, images, and words, and how it's distributed on the internet. It needs to just be more. More yeah. and more often, that's it. Um, so whatever, I, I tell everybody they need to have a podcast, but it's only by having a podcast. It's not It's not like I need to have a website and then the web, website's done. Podcasting becomes part of the education of who you are as a person. It's. It's been my education for the last three years because I'm learning about the best podcasters i'm learning about the best barbecue restaurants the best hospitality i read a book and i get to interview an author that i never thought i'd be able to interview an author about the thoughts that i have that my team has and it makes the world much more exciting um it's it gets me fired up every single day
1: sharing is caring
2: yeah (laughs) exactly
0: but we'll, we'll we'll look forward to your podcast you got your first subscriber over here
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you!
1: Thank you so much. We have a blog, also. We have a reading blog that we always, Perfect.
2: yeah. We bring that's in some and get different perspectives, and always try to make it fun and throw out some pop culture or things outside of digital marketing. Sometimes just because we like
1: it. Yeah, so I think that's you, super you also to to write something for the blog.
0: I think it's super important. People overthink what they need, um, and what their target audience needs. And the more that I share my struggles as a man, my struggles as a dad, my struggles as a husband, um, the things that I love to do with my kids, the more that people realize, I I mean, we, it's a universal language. I mean, we're, we, we make, we make these differences in our lives way more than they need to be. And we all, um, you know, ultimately there, there's a lot of amazing people out there and that's surrounding ourselves with amazing people and doing great work, I think is something that we should all strive to do.
2: Yeah. And love what you do every day.
0: Yeah. You guys are awesome. Uh, We will uh, follow you. Thank you listeners. Um, Please check out their website, follow them on Instagram and um, be sure to uh, reach out, stay curious, get involved and don't forget to ask for help.